Okay. She's about 16 to 18 feet long. What was her name? This was, the first one was with Kona. 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 Wow. And she's a, an experienced female. Sure. She's been around a while, more experienced than I am at what they want and to do. so the night before, <laughs> I want to go back, the night before, uh, did you sleep? Were well, you? Yeah, there's, there's always you, the you anticipation. They, they, you know, there's a schedule. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. This, this of course, is a bit of a hot button topic, a bit controversial Coach Rich is a fantastic guy, and please recognize this was a different time, late 70s uh, through, I believe, mid-80s. And wherever you stand on the topic, that is uh, killer whales in captivity, I would ask you to withhold judgment and just listen to his experience. In fact... I would argue that, and I've told him many times, it makes Coach Rich's experience far more valuable if this uh, continues to go in the direction it appears to be going, which is the banning and the freeing, the banning of the captivity and training of killer whales. Nonetheless, no matter which way it goes, the point is, There's no taking away his unique experience. And with that, he has written a book and shared some really great insights about leadership and communication. And I had to invite him on because, and I say this in the interview, I don't know about you, but I know nobody who's ridden on the back of a killer whale. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And better now that we got our tech issues aligned. Uh, Rich is joining me in the studio, which is a bit of a makeshift (laughs) studio. Um, So thank you so much for taking the time today. And we always kick this off, as I said, with a GTR, which is a good things report. Okay. Good things report is something terrific that happened today. This keeps our brains and our minds wired for good things and it's just a great way to kick things off so something excellent that happened today yesterday this week with the family with the business something you're dying to share with the listeners (laughs) go hey what i'm dying to share with the listeners uh one of my clients is a financial planner and stockbroker and he didn't jump off the building on Monday oh, really? when, the, when the stock market crashed. Yeah, that was nuts, huh? So he was. Uh, he said, "Rich, as a matter of fact, I did what you told <laughs> me to do: is call don't my clients. Don't panic. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Call my clients. Let them know I'm still here." And he said they wanted to buy stock in things that were crashing. So he said they actually learned from the educational value of having a stockbroker sure. or a stock right financial planner. Yeah, and I think That's, a lot of people maybe learn from 08 debacle and you know when cooler heads knock on wood prevail <laughs> yes um 
I was listening to another podcast. I think it's called the Rule One Podcast, and guy's a financial planner. And you know, his point was he called that Mister Market. His name's Phil Town, and what he said is you want to capitalize when Mister Market gets basically paranoid and scared and irrational. Right. So. That's a great GTR. I love it. Yeah. So this is a client. He's a financial guy, yeah, and, and he didn't panic. Yeah, I have, uh, he's been my client for three years through the coaching process, and he's far a bit away from where he thought he was going to be. I love it. So, so. I, I know I probably <laughs> touched on this in the intro that you're going to hear, uh, but I'm going to say Coach Rich is a local legend. He's on the show today, uh, and it's a great honor. He has released – I believe this is live now. So I'm going to say yep. it's a 2B bestseller. It's called Orchestration. Definitely want to check out Amazon for this book um, or your local fine bookstore. <laughs> but Orchestration, it's the five killer whale strategies or secrets, right, for right. better business in life. And I don't know about you, listener, but in my world, there are very few people who've ever ridden on the back of a killer whale. And when you think about that, try to kind of wrap your head around that. It's an extraordinary feat. It's an extraordinary experience. And I'm just thrilled Rich has taken the time to share the experience. You just shared your GTR. My GTR is that you're here in studio, the first live podcast interview so this well, is great um before we get into some killer whale killer stuff uh, <laughs> what i want to do is ask you not ask you but actually have you share just a couple sentences if you will of things you're doing today as coach rich phillips things that the reader slash listener ought to know about oh well some of the things are in regards to the coaching is that we're expanding our horizons into the educational university uh, arena. There's a lot of people that come out of an, with an MBA or some kind of business management course from a college, but they really don't know what that means. They have the pra no practical skills to work with. So we're getting involved with the universities locally here in San Diego, oh, and we're going to expand that uh, as part of our uh, unique definition of coaching great uh, that way they become uh, more understanding of how a coach can help them or a mentor or a sounding board uh, as they go ahead and grow their business or take their idea to the next level as more acceptable to them it's great what else are you doing uh with uh, speaking too right doing some speaking great. we've got some engagements uh lined up here in the next couple of months with uh uh, Living Spaces, Sony, Warner Brothers, and a few other along those lines that are want to talk to us about coming and speaking about leadership, communication, and teamwork. I love it. I can't hold myself back, <laughs> so I just got to get into the killer whale talk because I can't get enough of this. First, how, how did you get involved without knowing that we, we don't have a lot of time, but right. what's the, you know, the synopsis, how you find yourself ultimately training being the lead killer whale trainer what how do you how does one <laughs> find themselves doing this well well for me it, it was uh literally a, a wrong number oh wow so 
if you want to say that the universe had something destined for me, it happened with a phone call. I love it. Uh, got me in touch with the director of training when I was really looking just for a job in college. And from there, it took on a life of its own. He walked me through the process of uh, applying at SeaWorld, because that's where it was, and uh, asked me some specific questions. But the main thing is that I was uh, an introvert, which, you know, Martin, you know me as a as a pretty outspoken guy who right, can right. stand up in front of people. Right. But when I first came into this whole thing, I was a dirt clod, came from a farming industry, farming right. lifestyle. I couldn't even order off a menu and look at the waitress at the same time. <laughs> Which is crazy. Let me paint a picture for you. And I did this with Coach Mike, too. This guy was 6'9". Rich isn't quite 6'9", but he's, how tall are you? About 6'3". Yeah, and give us some dimensions. What are, 6'3", he's, 225. He's built like a professional linebacker. Yes. So so I'm just trying to paint a picture. So when you say introvert, I find that semi-hard to believe. <laughs> but So that's great. You you There's a wrong number. Next thing you know, you're riding a killer whale, or it didn't quite happen like that? It's pretty close, pretty okay. close. It was, it was pretty close. They... they uh, about for six months, you get involved with uh, the maintenance and upkeep of the animal, feeding them, learning. Give what me the, a give me a year, uh, a, a year like what year was this? Oh, not oh, what year? Nineteen seven was long time ago. I don't want, okay. you want me to go back <laughs> yeah. that far, really. Well, I'm just trying to get early seventies. Okay. okay, let's say mid seventies. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, seventy two seventy was Perfect. when I first got hired okay. there, and you're in a fish house cutting fish. The night a before, fish house, right? Got it. So you're in a you picture thousands of pounds of frozen fish. <laughs> it smells good too. And yes, the cats loved me when I came home at night. <laughs> the cats would follow me down the. Wow. Um, but you're cutting fish and getting it prepared for right. the next day. You know, the, the husbandry is so all that's, part of it. That's the, and I don't mean to make this sound bad. That's kind of the rookie job. You you are lucky enough to work there. The first thing they want you to do is cut fish. Right. Feet. So Kind of like a hazing. Okay. If you want to. Got it. You know, if you can handle this, then we can take you from here. And I bet that story is in the book somewhere. Yes, it is. Great. It's a, and it's then a from there, story. what happens? Well, from there, you start learning backup situations. So okay. you're the backup. So, so that, <laughs> the lead trainer gets eaten and you're yeah. the backup. Yeah, it's pull right. the phone. Perfect. You know, we try to be there for Got them. It. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah, so you, you you're really into uh, learning the shows, the Got process. They're you're, also you were eager. You. This was something you had on your horizon, like something you thought maybe you wanted to do, or well, did, was it all surprise? I always no. I always wanted to work with animals. Right. I, I my dad trained polo ponies and parade horses and okay. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I've always been around animals all my life. It was just a natural progression. Great. They took it to the next level for me, teaching you operant conditioning. In other words, behavior, reward systems. Operant conditioning. Operant yeah, conditioning. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Sure. Okay. Operant. So, yeah. So that's what you learn. That's what you use. And, you you know, cause and effect. And it's reward okay. systems. So, so slow down there and let's make sure everybody understands. Because in my mind, that means they do something, you give them fish or you're Correct. training a dog. Okay. Right. Very similar to that. Okay. And there's other rewards besides fish. But that's primarily the like starting petting point. them or something yeah, tactile rubbing them okay. down uh, just like you pet your dog hey right. great job buddy oh. you did a great job you 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 know rub their ears that kind of stuff maybe they have a favorite toy did they teach you about like just doing that like complimenting them or praising them or rubbing them 
Yeah, some of that was. Uh, I mean, you you went through a training, right? Okay, so they're teaching you the the okay. system that SeaWorld wanted the trainers at that particular Got point it. in time to use. Okay, uh, and there was a the, the reward system was always varied. Awesome. So whether they got food or whether they got a rub down or a toy, right. what they found in through research right. is that they really work at a higher performance at a higher perform at a higher peak. Yes, if you intermittently right. reinforce them with food. Awesome. If you, in other words, if I fed them fish each time, they know what the reward is going to be. They're yeah. going to level out their performance. I if they, were, yeah, okay. So if they weren't anticipating the food, they always. Kind of oh, worked a little harder, if you want to call it worked harder. I wouldn't say worked harder. They just performed at a higher level, more consistency in what you were looking for. So you go from a wrong number to the fish house where you're cutting fish to this kind of backup trainer. Correct. And then the day comes. Right. You know it's coming. This, the, the, no, I'm thinking I, the day you slide into a tank – or an aquarium with a killer uh, whale. These twenty thousand tons or something. Well, you're ridiculous? you're looking at uh, about uh, fourteen thousand pounds. Fourteen thousand pounds, yeah. not twenty thousand tons. Yeah. Okay. Fourteen thousand. Okay. She's about sixteen to eighteen feet long. What was her name? This was the first one. Was with Kona. 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 Wow. And she's a, an experienced female. Sure. She's been around a while. More experienced than I am. And what they want and to do. So the night before, <laughs> I want to go back. The night before, uh, did you sleep? Were well, you? Yeah, there's there's always you, the you anticipation. Felt, right? They, they you know, there's a schedule, okay. and it tells you what day we're right. working at what arena. Right. So when you look at the schedule, it says, okay, Friday morning, Rich, you're going to show up at eight o'clock at the Killer Whale Stadium. Great, you're going to learn the backup. You're going to learn how to work with the killer whales. Start some. I just thought some basic stuff: how to feed them. You know, how to move them from place to place. That's Did they give you a pay raise with this? <laughs> no, absolutely really? not. No. Oh, my goodness. No, there was no. Sure. No, it was, you don't even want to know what I made back no, then. I People don't. would probably no, it's laugh. Fine. That's fine. That's so, great. So you walk in the morning and you're walking over the to the The night stadium. before you slept fine. I slept okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited okay. because it's something new, right? I yeah. didn't know well, what I was going to do. It's not just new. <laughs> I mean, it's a freaking killer whale. So you, okay. you're, so you're anticipating. Got it. Right? So it's fun. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's. I always like to consider what I've done entire life is had fun no matter what I was doing. So Great. you kind of look at it and say, this is going to be kind of fun. Perfect. Um, but you do have a little excitement the night before. You've never been there before. So you don't sure. know what to expect. No habituation. <laughs> that's an inside joke. That's, that's correct. So as we uh, walk over to the stadium, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just, like I said, just going to learn a few little things, right? Right. And First thing the head trainer says is go put on a wetsuit. And I'm thinking, okay, because you're around the water, they sure. don't want you in regular clothes. You come out and he says, oh, by the way, we're going to have you ride the whale. Ride the whale. And Holy that's when you start. Shit. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my so you went from you went from no contact. I mean, no, like in the tank to riding the whale. Okay, correct. so keep going. So you, there's a, a hula hoop. <laughs> with a rope inside of it. So basically you're looking at surgical tubing. Yep. About two or three inches round so that you can fit the rope inside of that. Perfect. Because you don't want anything to harm the killer whale, right? Of course not. Never. Never. And and you grab that hula hoop 
and you slide it into the water. Now, the, of course, the animal's being controlled by another trainer. Okay. So he's sitting with the animal. Oh, well, you're sitting at the back end of the it, animal. He's at the front end. He's at the operating side. It, you're at the back side. But as soon as you hit the water with that tube, yeah, that's the cue for the animal to pivot and swim through it. Of course. And, and take you with it. And take you with it. So wow. you're basically... So you're, sh- you're shaking, you're holding the thing, <laughs> the thing swims through the hoop, and you're off. Right. And you're moving at a you're, good clip. Uh, it, it's one or two strokes of a flute, <laughs> and you're, you, you figure that you're going... You know, maybe five or ten miles an hour. Wow! And uh, you're you're talking about the kind of the tail. Yeah, the, the tail that goes up and down. Her her propulsion, wow. her propulsion system. Right, right, right. right. Unreal. Um, and the last thing you do is, and they'll tell you. By the way, Rich, as you get to the corner, you might want to take a deep breath. Right, because she's going to back off. up. So this thing is fourteen thousand. What's a bull weigh? <laughs> I mean, I'm just well, trying a to. Well, big put, steer would be I, would be fifteen hundred to two thousand right. pounds. So this so. is ten ten bulls, correct? And you're literally you're riding it like a bull. So there's a hoop. There's a hoop in the water, uh-huh. and she slides. No, no, I get it. She goes in, but I'm saying you're, you're on the back. On, yeah, you're laying flat on. Oh, it. you're laying flat. Got it. And then you interlock your knees around her dorsal fin. She so has you a six can foot sit up. Sort you of. can't sit up at you that can't. point. Okay. You're laying down. Okay. Um, because as soon as she hits the water, okay, you're going to be laid flat against her body. At a certain point, you're sitting up, or no? Not at all. Okay, you, you, you slide. I thought it. That's what. No, I'm laying down you, on there. Okay, oh, got she's it. jumping up. Well, that's why I asked. If you when you see the cover of this book, it's brilliant. He's you see the he doors looks up. like he's kind of sitting up, but he's um, I can see now he's probably laying down. He's waving to the crowd. The thing's blasting out of the water. It's a phenomenal image. So, that brings us to the book. It's a perfect segue. So, why – first of all, thanks for writing it. But, but what did it mean to you to write this book and what kind of are the important messages around this, this yeah. unique experience? Because right now I, I may be wrong, but it appears to me – and I don't want to get into the political or politics right. of, of where whales should be because there's no – whether whether this happens again or not in the future, I think the the opinion is this was a unique experience, and there's probably a lot to learn. Right. So, so anyway, share some of those sure. lessons yeah. or, or what you wrote about. Well, the, the primarily in my reasoning for for the book was to share the experience of those animals, especially at you know the political timing, like you say right now, is so varied, and all I can say. On that political side, is that whether you agree with sea rule, hate sea rule, right. animals in, in an artificial environment or a zoological environment, whatever you want to call it, I think, and it's been my experience that sea rule and the zoo are big links to making sure these animals survive forever, right. and that our kids have them at some point in time or generations past that. Yeah. The the as you know, the environment's really toxic out there right now, and some of these animals are not procreating like they would had right. before. So it's a, it's a link as, as that. Got it. But so I wanted to share that personal experience. I want people to understand that there was more than just the applause. There was more to it Got than it. just. Yeah, no, I get chills thinking about it. I mean, the first thing I think about is, is their intelligence. I mean, it just seems to me they are brilliant, almost beyond comprehension. Like obviously we think we're right. brilliant, but they, I mean, 
the things I've seen them do in teams out in right. in the wild is is freaky. So yeah, talk about some some you know insight sure. that they've shared with you or their intelligence or kindness. Right. Well, it's it's amazing because people ask you what's the relationship and I said it's it's akin to a police officer and a canine. Got it. You know, it's very much sure. a working relationship. Wow. You know, most people want to anthropomorphize, want to put their personal feelings into the animal, but you really can't do that. They have their own personality. Each one's different. Right. Um, they're, they express themselves differently, and that's a part of the book, and what we talk about is communication. Oh, that's great. So how do they communicate? How yeah, are you looking at it? if you can it? communicate with a killer whale, chances are you can communicate with a difficult employee, for instance. Right. Something as, like that. As or, a matter of fact. a great employee. Right. And then how do I communicate? And it's being aware and living in the moment of being aware of those wow. communication styles. So when a killer whale's eye gets big and red, you know, they're a little pissed off. Wow. And maybe it's not a good idea to jump in the water. Wow. Or if you see wow. the animal puff really you know use uh, the you know, exhale right, exhale right. inhale in a, in a way that might be a little more aggressive than normal wow. you might want to hesitate and say what am i doing what am i not because it's all about you Got responding to, to them. them well that's great and and it reminds me i mean you see a dog right put their ears back in a certain way their tail goes down i mean their body language shifts obviously it's not a killer whale right but that's communication. Sure. And they're yeah, go ahead. And, and one of the one of the, the stories I do bring forward is when I had a horse mm-hmm. and she'd been abused by men, beat up on the head, and men couldn't really approach her. And back to that body language, she'd lay her ears down, she would charge, and she would right. not be very happy when right. I walked around. So how do you get around that? The book talks about how do I change my style to fit the other person, whether it's the animal or the relationship I have at with another person. Well, what I love about that is it it means that I'm taking responsibility for what I can control in the relationship. Correct. Got it. Got it. And right. And so it it makes the relationship a whole lot better mm. and can grow a lot more if I take that responsibility for where it is going to go. Uh, so when you when you talk about you know secrets they taught me and and that would be the biggest one really the communication styles is probably the biggest uh, we go into talking about leadership and you see that in the wild you also see that at SeaWorld animals take on a leadership role they are the dominant male or female in the particular well, and, pod and, that and they're in and you were the lead trainer. Correct. At one point, right? Correct. So I don't know how many trainers. There's five or ten or fifteen, but you were the lead trainer, right? Of the killer whale trainers, right? That is leadership, right? And it was a responsibility, Sweet. sure. So the responsibility really is orchestrating, uh, not to punch the book. That's, that not a is, shameless plug, right? Orchestration, <laughs> orchestration is the title of the book, right? So if you can orchestrate right. that situation. Then you bring it forward okay. as a mentor in, in, into the big world, right. and uh, as it really lends itself more as as you've talked to me about in the corporate entity. Great, the the idea that uh, it translates across. I mean, doesn't it's not necessarily in an aquarium, right? So how we respond personally is more of a corporate situation in some instances so it translates that way and the teamwork is another big piece because uh, when you're training 
not only the killer whales, but say training some of the dolphins, some of the more intricate behaviors are team driven. In other words, right? So you had a lot of dolphins too, right? Yes. So, so I'm really happy with that because one of the proudest. Two of the things that I was able to incorporate. Other than your kids. Other than, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll argue yeah, with that. Right, right. <laughs> but some of the proudest moments at SeaWorld were training two behaviors that I'd never been trained before. All right. Just a quick time out. I want to make sure you know about the free habit tracking slash building template that I will send to you right away. All you have to do is text 33444, that is 33444, and simply text the word HABITS. That's right, HABITS, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and I'll get you your free habit tracking slash building template right away. Now let's get back to this amazing interview. Okay. Or conditioned, or whatever you know, getting the animals to do, right. and it was with the dolphins, and and uh, the team effort there was. I had three dolphins wow. and two people riding on their backs. So the team effort. Not right. only do you have to coordinate the animals, but you're also coordinating the people sure. riding on their back. That must take a lot of practice. <laughs> it was. It for, was for every hour of production show. How much practice would be involved? Uh, oof. I would say that to get a dolphin or dolphins will say a little bit harder than a killer whale because they're a little more skittish in the early stages. They have a little more fear of the human person. Yeah, they're not, so, they're not 20 tons. Yeah, they, yeah but, they're not the predator that right. the killer whale is. They have some fear that's, you know, right. along those lines. So you would, you'd probably say that it took a good year okay. to, to get them ready, for, to ready for a show, wow. to ready for a show what where if, they were doing it all the time. It. Got it. And then the rehearsal time. Correct. The What's the ratio? Rehearsal time for one hour of performance or 30 wow. minutes of performance? Um, you, you, again, uh, on a naive animal, you're probably looking at uh, to get them to, to eight. One behavior performed in a show would take you a good four months to get to a point where it was polished enough to be in a show. Wow. And they weren't just learning one because of their intelligence. Right, right. They're learning a number of behaviors at the same time. Um, so it was so it was kind of, it was fun. They were really quick learners. Now the killer whales were way different because they had no fear, so they would go ahead and, and attempt or move towards the you the way you wanted them to. Right. Because they didn't care. Well, they eat you. you know? Right. Was, um, any tragic or scary type moment with a killer whale that's worth sharing, and and what. <laughs> What did you learn from uh, it that you can translate to "quote unquote" real life outside an, an aquarium? Right. Um, one of the a one tank. of yeah, artificial artificial right. environment or whatever you want right. to call it. Um, so something bad that happened maybe right where that shook you up, and then you created a new different awareness that maybe yeah. you could apply later. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one of the things of being a new killer whale trainer was not. Uh, not having a lot of experience with the animal. So your confidence is pretty good going in because obviously they think you can handle it. Uh, during a show, I got held under the water for about three minutes by a killer whale. And that kind of changes you. What, what triggered that? Because um, that could kill somebody. Yeah. I mean, three minutes is a long time. Right. Well, what started that was in a training session. And by the way, just 
Well, I don't want to scare you out there, but try to hold your breath for two minutes and let me know how it goes. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, we were in a training session before a show. Right. We were working on a particular behavior, again, with Kona. And don't, and- <laughs> don't do that while you're driving. <laughs> and she, and uh, she kept dip- – when it, it involved a trainer on her back being kept at surface level all the way around the water, right. all the way around the arena, right? right? right. And – not dipping her back. Well, in the corners, she had a tendency to want to drop down under the water with her back, dip her back, uh-huh. and then make the turn. She wasn't like right. staying right. perfectly on the surface. So we would not reward that behavior. Ooh. So finally she was doing it okay. So we figured, well, let's go ahead and just put it into the show. She'll do fine. And when we got to that, there's two killer whales in the water at this time, by the way, side by side. Two trainers on the backs, so one on each. And as she took the corner... She dipped her back. The other killer whale kept going straight forward to the stage. She knew that she was not going to be happy. She wasn't going to get some kind of reinforcement. Right. So when she did that, she basically dropped me out and spun on me. Mm. So she's looking at me face, face right. to face. And I put my hand up towards the glass because there's a glass barrier where I could reach. And I looked over at the trainer on stage and he just shook his head. No, don't, don't try doing anything just let's play this out and see what happens <laughs> thanks buddy let's <laughs> the play last thing, this out right because the last thing you want to do is be right. in this cat and mouse right. you know no, toy no. type situation no. so <laughs> let's play this out good advice okay yeah. so anyway she uh, she she pushes against me mm-hmm. and because you're hydrodynamically designed the water pressure puts you like a suction over her the front of her Got it. So she's pushing me about oh, by my sternum. Yeah, yeah. So she's so I'm lap like. Well, and she's going fast enough. Right. Yeah, you're just wrapped around her like a towel on a, a BMW going sixty down the right. freeway. Right. So the first thing she does is she lets she takes me down Ugh. and and proceeds to do a fast swim with me underwater. So she's trucking along at about twenty miles an she hour knows under the she's water. She's toying with you. Oh yeah, and she pushes me over across and one side. She doesn't side. think you're having fun. She doesn't yet. And then she would take me to the surface long enough to let the audience see me <laughs> and then take me back. Right. Now, one of the interesting things, if you want to call it interesting, is that uh, there is a bubble of air that forms around your head when that when that speed is reached sure. for whatever reason. Thank God. So you take a little bit of the air whenever you can. So basically I was under the surface for about three minutes. Probably had to hold my breath about right. two minutes out yeah, of that okay. time. And your heart's thumping so fast, oh, yeah. you're not really concerned about much of anything at that point. did you point. say she pinned you at the bottom or She no? took me straight to the bottom after but, that for the last time, and then she backed off and let me come to the surface. Okay. Once I reached the surface, uh, not, not really. Okay. I mean, it's interesting. Got it. How you kind of stay calm because what there's what can you do? Right. You know, if I start yelling and screaming, it just no, makes no, things no. worse. No, so no, you want to no. keep no, some yeah, yeah. decorum. You don't want the audience, you know, the show must go on. You don't want the audience. No, I I totally relate. I mean, I get it. So they thought it was part of the show. But I've, I've, I've also seen, of course, the videos that you see on CNN or something. I mean, they're panicking because they've crossed the line too. Like they're, they, they, they were bit or pulled or. So anyways, wow. So, so you learned what from that? Uh, What's the key takeaway? Key takeaway was I was. So enthralled by myself performing in front of the audience. Mm. Oh, got it. That I wasn't looking at her. Got it. And back to that body language I was talking got about. It. There was obviously enough 
times that so, she sent a signal on that swim that we should have been paying attention. Got it. But I wasn't. Well, that's – and I'm just going to throw in my interpretation for what it's worth. So sure. that's when ego gets in the way, right? Absolutely. And ego can be dangerous. So Correct. that's my $24,000 takeaway. Yeah. Watch your ego because it could be deadly. <laughs> and right. the, the, the thing that I bring forward is a fresh look at the four stages of learning. Okay. That, sure, that's, sure. that's out there that right. we all learn about. And that, that fifth, the fourth stage, which is the unconscious competence, yep. we can't live there. Because of my conscious competence made me forget about paying attention. I was doing things over and over again right. without thinking about, you know, like driving and you don't remember how oh, you yeah. got to your yeah, yeah. destination, it, right? It's, yep. So when you do that with a killer whale, as the young lady in Florida found out, it can cost you a lot right. more yeah. than just nicking yourself. Or yeah, That's a great point. Yeah, and in some ways you're striving for that unconscious competence, which is in many ways, the zone, right? But, but then the flip side is you need, you need. It's a great paradox. You need that awareness to be safe. So, right. So it's a fine line. Right. Certainly, when you're dealing with killer whales. Sure. Wow. So, so that was okay. that was the thing that really um, wanted to get people to understand. Cool. You know, and and then of course the other major theme is. Uh, what do we call positive intention? You know, oh, it can yeah, be. Great. You, you always talk about negatives and positives. Sure. Um, and intention is one of those things that can go either way. You can have a negative intention or Absolutely. a positive. Yep. But by having a positive intention, and that means I'm in alignment with someone else's true idea of what they think is because success you're or greatness. Communicating, you're understanding, you're putting your ego aside, you're Absolutely. doing all those things. Yeah. But I, I think it only makes sense when you're commanding and working with. Uh, fourteen thousand ton beast. Yeah. It's amazing. Man. Yeah. I, I just can't get over it. It's phenomenal. And, um, all right. Well, in the interest of we're gonna tie sure. some things down, so we may circle back a little on that. How, Coach Rich Phillips, do you define success? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a, a big, that's a yeah that's a big uh, big title. Um, it is and. And but from, everybody defines it differently, so just take a crack at it. Just take a crack at it. <laughs> uh, mine would be a series of purposeful uh, actions that lead to your desired outcome. An intentional outcome, purposeful action, beautiful. Right, exactly. Okay, great. Um, and I'm just reading here. Uh, three best oh my. habits. Three best habits. Uh, we talked a little this bit could about be the, health, business, yeah. personal. Uh, the one of the one of the biggest habits that I formed uh, was a mentor asked me to have I am statement, positive affirmations in the morning. Ten minutes in the morning, positive affirmations. You wake up out of bed, boom, you do those. Okay, so that's one. And it we sets you. It sets more. you up. That's uh, awesome. That's the that's one showing. Uh, we talk about showing up early. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> you're uh, the second being, guy being, to say that. All being, right, being 10, 15 minutes ahead. I've always found that if nothing else, I can read a book or I can be a little more versed about so who I'm going to go to. Be it's early. A great habit. Yeah, uh, one and, more. And one that I always tell my kids is nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they tell go, pro <laughs> professional athletes. Go home early. That's right. <laughs> nothing good happens after midnight, especially at a strip club. That's correct. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't know. Ah, but okay. Right, you know, would I? I've heard about that. All right. So those are three bad 
or excuse me, good. A good I, habit. One bad, and, and it doesn't have to be bad. It's okay. like, like a habit you're working to improve. Oh, wow. Um, self-talk. Oh, wow. Is awesome. a habit I'm, I'm working on creating uh, more positive self-talk on a daily basis. Great. And so that'll loop me back to one of the things. Your first habit was this this mantra or, or affirmation. Correct. So is there one you feel comfortable sharing or you think is of value to the um, listener slash reader? Well, um, one of them that I like is I'm an ins- I'm a lightning rod for inspiration. <laughs> I was going to write it down. I realized I'm recording this. <laughs> I'm a lightning rod for wow. inspiration, uh-huh. and I inspire those around me. Love it. That's that's the way you, you wake are up too, just, man. Just pump yourself that I'm, way, right? I'm pumped up right now. I love it. Lightning rod for inspiration. Um, huge. I realize you just came out with the book, so I can't imagine there's a big goal you have right at the moment. But I gotta ask: Is there anything you're trying to line up the next three months, six months? You know, the goal you're working on. Yeah, as far as the the book is concerned, it's really to enhance my coaching. So the Got biggest it. goal I have going forward is really uh, getting in front of and speaking on the book coaching. Sure. And, and so that's my biggest goal over the next three months: would be to really lock in one or two uh, major companies that want to have an inspirational individual. Come and talk to them about the lightning rod. There you go. (laughs) We're going to change your name to Rod. (laughs) That might Uh, not work well. (laughs) um, Sweet. Favorite book and or, we got an option here, one you're currently reading and what it means to you. Um, Favorite book in business is one called Start With Why. You like that. By Simon okay. Sinek. That good. was really good. And okay. his second book was equally as entertaining for me. I really right. like that sure. no, philosophy. Right. Uh, and, of course, I, I I often keep by my bedpost and no, underneath my pillow is the habit it. factor. Yeah. It's, right. Right. it's right there. I knew you were going there. And, don't of course, the newest it. one is right. off. Yeah. <laughs> shameless plugs. That's right. No, but seriously, I mean, those are – they have really changed the way I, I think about right. myself and the way I, and I'm, way I'm moving forward. I love it. All right, we are nearing the end. Uh, favorite success quote, and you just gave me the mantra. So if there's right. a quote, and if not, that would that would qualify. <laughs> what would quote? Um, gosh, there's a quote you love. You know, there, there, I have I live such a sarcastic lifestyle <laughs> with my kids uh-huh. that it's uh, if you aren't first, you're the first loser. Right, second right, place right, is the right. first loser, that's and right. I that's and that's kind of you know I don't really like to say that out loud but it's kind of <laughs> sure no that's the kind those... of thing you say with your kids right I get it perfect you gotta rib them a little um <laughs> exactly all right technology website Ooh. app something you can't do without that really serves you and your uh goals mm-hmm. or intentions on a daily basis it could be a website it could be an app it could be a device yeah uh, you know, I have uh, I have my positive affirmations mm. on my phone, uh-huh. so I wake up to them in the morning. Okay. So it's like an alarm clock, and they start talking okay. to me, telling me wow. what they are. You know, this is 
kind of a it's cues automatically <laughs> automatically i have it set instead wow. of having an alarm sound so i I, I almost always say the iphone is not allowed as the answer <laughs> but in this case we're going to allow it <laughs> yeah so that that is it um and and i would say uh i use out you know out, you know it's just typical stuff outlook, outlook you know right. it's nothing no, great nothing okay mind-boggling right. out there it's no just, i mean sometimes you hear of a website and it's like right. oh my god that's a great tool so yeah. that's fine aside from i yours, like to ask a, a, because <laughs> i know the reader slash listener yes is always looking for a tip tool gadget oh i got gotcha gotcha um so we are semi-officially at the very very end all right and so is there uh any particular promotion whether it's book related speaking something or and and if not now, I can always add a link later right. to the show notes. But right. if you had something you wanted to share or talk about, um, um, one of the, I'd like to sure. give people that opportunity. Sure. Well, uh, the website for the book will be www.orchestration.com. And we've also got a foundation link to it. So 10% of all book sales oh, and 20% of all other items that we have online uh, goes towards the foundation which is being created for outreach for killer whales research wow. and safety that's all awesome. so that's that's the biggest part of that uh and so we're offering got it that type of i think it's beautiful giving back to the beasts that absolutely. gave you the wisdom absolutely um, so wrapping up if i'm I just invested, I don't know, 30 minutes listening to this. And what, what can I do now, today, today, now? I was going to say tomorrow, but forget yeah. tomorrow. Now, today, um, you're coaching me. You don't know me. So, so what are just good starting points? What's the one thing I can do today mm. that will move my business forward? Okay, and if they don't have a business? One thing I can do today that – uh, works towards a habit or a characteristic I want to change. What's wow. the one thing I, I can – it's the nearest step. It doesn't have to be huge. Right. It's just, you know, I, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to drink water today instead of a soda. I mean, how much tougher can it be than that? That's genius. I yeah. love it. So you just make one step, one small one, and the journey is long. Right, right. But Absolutely. it's the fun part. That's right. When you get to the destination – there is no destination. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Rich. Always this has been epic. Well, I'm thank you, man. Shake your awesome. hand right over the microphone. Hey, you got it, man. You it was awesome. Been, thank you so much. Uh, brilliant. This is good. I like the makeshift studio. Yeah, this is and a, uh, it's different. I just get I didn't get the chance to use the ladder over there in the corner though. All right. We'll end on that note. Thank you again, Coach Rich Phillips. Good night now. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going? It's phenomenal. It's 
I, the more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.